I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Encarta. I run Hip Hop by the numbers on Twitter and Instagram, where I use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I direct to the fifth element, where I highlight the fifth element of hip hop, which is knowledge. And nothing's dropped this year, except several episodes of Digging Digits. Of episodes of Digging Digits, but yeah, lots of episodes, but nothing's no nothing's number dropped. one album nothing. this year, so nothing's dropped. What a useless nothing year. has dropped. There's nothing music has been dead, yeah, for six months. That's Just no music, nothing's dropped. I haven't listened to a single new album because nothing, nothing. Went we've listened one. to nothing. I only listened, I've we've been listened, listening to the yep. no, I'm not even going to say I've been listening to Morgan Wallen because I, I can't. I can't even joke about it. I can't physically say it. It just doesn't come out. Like, I can't do it. The the only music that has been out this year has been Morgan Wallen. Fact. It's Hi, Ben. <laughs> How's your week, Ben? And what have you not listened to this week? Not this week, I did not listen to the new album from CJ Fly. And uh, I couldn't tell you if it was very calm and very chill and just a very enjoyable listen because I didn't listen to it. But if I had, I reckon it would have been a very calm and chill listen. I, I enjoy CJ Fly a lot. I really, really do. And uh, I've been listening to, I don't know, something else earlier in the day that was quite high energy. And I put this on. Um, and, you know, it's just, just a warm vibe, a warm vibe. It's it spread the spread the house with a warm vibe. And I enjoyed that a lot. So shout out CJ Fly. Uh, Goyard, IBN, said Times, Gase Guevara. Uh, Goyard, coming. This has been teased a lot by him on uh, social media, and holy shit, it is really good. I think I saw him say he produces every single song on here, uh, and a couple of other people did maybe some drum programming or something like that, but firstly, the production is brilliant. It's lavish. It sounds expensive. It's it's lush at times. There are like throwbacks to early 2000s. There are throwbacks to the 90s in there, and he's just incredible on top of this man like wow like i'm not gonna say his vocals have leveled up because i feel like it's more the production taking him in this direction i think he's always been capable of this and i think he shows it uh pretty regularly but on this particular project i think the beats pulled him into a whole bunch of different directions i'm listening to him and a couple of songs on there i'm like he sounds like wale on this like the 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 way he was flowing on some of these tracks so smooth and, you know, the lyrical content's always going to, whether it's a super in-depth, super deep concept or, you know, I've, I've followed him on social media. He's far more intelligent than I am. I don't understand a lot of the things he's talking about because he know, he has a lot more knowledge about things that I don't have a lot of knowledge in. So when I listen to him rap, you know, it's not always at that high level, but a lot of the time it is in regards to is it difficult to understand or get your head around. But a lot of the times he just shows his versatility. That's what I'm trying to say. Like some songs are quite in that that realm. Other songs are just very simple and very, uh, you know, not not basic, but just easier to understand. I just think it's very very versatile rapper, and I fully recommend people go check that project out. I enjoyed it a lot. Trapland Pat dropped Professor Trap. Yeah, I mean, I was really excited for this project, and it's very long. There's a lot of songs on here, and to be honest. It didn't strike me the way that I thought it was going to. The track, with I think it was T Grizzly. Uh, that was probably the best track on there for me. 
but that could just be because it's T Grizzly, you know. I, I adore T Grizzly, so yeah, and it's not a bad album. I just I thought it'd be maybe it would resonate a bit more with me. Um, Moneybag Yo, Hard to Love. This one I spun back and back and back. I really, really, really do enjoy this project. I enjoy Moneybag Yo a lot. I think that he brings a lot of emotion, a lot of hard hitting storytelling on top of some pretty intense beats, like really fucking great production like top tier production in the, the the current mainstream and yeah i thought this was a really solid project i listened to it you know after having listened to lil dirk last week um you know i've got lil dirk lil baby Moneybag yo uh g herbo you know i know they're all doing different things but to me that's the kind of vibe that i want to listen to sometimes and i think money bag yo is pretty much at the top of the tree when it comes to that i really do so shout out money bag yo cuban doll dropped all or nothing bangers straight up bangers on here really enjoyed it shout out cuban doll and finally i did listen to the spider verse album uh metro firstly the only soundtrack that i've listened to repeatedly without caring about you know what without feeling like it was tied too intensely to the movie is a black panther soundtrack i've listened to that album so many times it could just be a straight up standalone album i don't you don't need to know anything about the movie knowing the movie watching the movie hearing the songs in the movie hearing the different like it it improves the listening experience but it's not necessary for it when I'm listening to most, almost all soundtracks, especially Spider-Verse as well, and there's like snippets of dialogue in the movie, I'm like, oh, come on, man, it's just not for me. And I did not enjoy this this project very much at all. I thought most of the artists kind of phoned it in a little bit. I thought Future was good. Nav was just so bad, bro. Holy shit. I, you know, you don't listen to Nav for a little while and you forget how bad he is. <laughs> It's like, no. So, yeah, man, it just wasn't for me. I thought Lil Wayne did well. Um, the Coil Ray track was incredible. thought that was a great track. But aside from that, did not really enjoy it that much. Uh, and I know that it's Metro Boomin', so people are going to cancel me for not liking every single thing that he does, but just it was not for me. So anyway, that was myself. Charlie, what about you? Oh, yeah. Him Sounds out. like you don't trust him. I don't know. Well... Well, that's not it, though. Metro has to trust you, you know. Metro has to trust you, and then... Uh, yeah. Oh, way to flip it. I flipped it, man. <laughs> I am severely disappointed in Ben. He knows why. But anyway. Um, let's jump in to uh, Friend of 5E, Echoes, spelled E-C-K-O-E-S. Uh, Fractals, um, Slow EP, five tracks, 18 minutes is dropping uh, this Friday, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's dropping on Friday. Um, but she gave me and uh, people that subscribe to a you know newsletter type thing uh, just a sneak peek, and um, it's amazing. It's great. Um, she is uh, making so so much uh, so many creative strides as we go um, year on year just um, developing her sound and it's as unique and as different as anything that's going on right now. Um, deep, bassy, electronic, slow, and her voice is so freaking unique. Like it just it. works Sounds every good. single time. Um, personal favourites, Missing You and Without Prejudice. I love those tracks. Um, I saw her live for the first time uh, last month, I think, last month or two months ago. Um, and, uh, I've, you know, I've heard these 
I think I've heard all these tracks apart from maybe Ocean Years. Excuse me. Um, but regardless, um, they're just fire. Um, absolutely amazing. And yeah, highly recommend. Um, it's dropping on, I think, uh, the 8th. Um, so Faster Friday. Faster Friday. Uh, what are we else going to? Uh, M- <laughs> Manelia. M-E-M-N-E-L-I-A. Manelia, I think, as I say. Uh, closure Tapes. Um, this one is another kind of... Uh, I mean, I've got like... Uh, just back and forth here to see some kind of like uh, different flavors of R and B from great women here, and uh, Manelli is uh, no no different. Um, really solid um, R and B here, bit more traditional. Um, love the Genesis uh, tracks, especially the remix with uh, Mira May, Joyce Rice, and Bella. Uh, really solid there. But yeah, uh, Wish, Deja Vu, really good track. White Lies with Quang Face is really interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, nice light voice uh, for, on her part. Uh, K-Zia, K.Zia, is spelled K.Z-I-A. Uh, Kintsugi Heart. Um, this one's a little shorter, um, by, whereas Closure Taste was about half an hour. This one's about 17 minutes. Um, this one is kind of in the middle of the, bo- of, of the two projects I've already mentioned um, in terms of, I guess, vocal tone especially, where Echoes is mad deep and... Um, uh, Manelia has a kind of uh, you know more traditional lighter lighter R&B kind of voice um, Casey has uh, something in the middle and um, it presents itself in an interesting way um, but yeah solid DP uh, really enjoyed it um, great great artwork I really love the artwork I'm really arresting um, McKinley Dixon uh, beloved paradise jazz um, which is did you how it said <laughs> with the exclamation marks and the question mark um I remember listening to his album, I think, like, a couple of years ago, and I only spun it once, and it probably deserved more. Um, but I really enjoyed this one off the first spin. Um, the, the sounds are just super solid. I love Run, Run, Run. Live from the Kitchen Table with aforementioned Gase Guevara. Really solid. Um, the title track at the end, really love that. Uh, dedicated to Tar Feather. It's just a really, it just it's a really great sounding album, um, and it is also very lyrically dense um, as well. But I just decided to enjoy the vibe as it was and take that with me and run away with it. Um, but I'm definitely gonna give it a spin later on in the year uh, just to gather the rest of it. Um, something I've been want, I wanted to listen to for a while: Green Canine. A uh, collaborative project between K9, rapper K9 and producer Jimmy Green, uh, literally just called Green K9, uh, called Two. And um, I've never listened to K9 before. I've never listened to Jimmy Green beats before. Um, so this is completely fresh for me. Um, I really love K9's uh, ability um, on storytelling front. Um, you learn a lot about him off this project alone. His jail stints. He's very... Um, uh, very descriptive with everything he talks about, um, especially in the few first few tracks, this bit, thinking out loud, Lone Warrior especially. But then it gets into more, more um, just um, traditional, I guess, rap stuff, um, money, yee yee yee, which is a funny, uh, uh, funny title name. Uh, Still Ain't Paid, which is a very nice um, homage to uh, Paid in Full with the Eric B and Rakim uh, beat behind it. 
Um, but yeah, Jimmy Green Beats is really solid. I really enjoy his uh, really enjoy his production. Um, it's nice and chilled, um, not too uh, wacky. Um, sets a nice foundation for K9 to just come through. I like K9's voice as well. Got a very uh, nice deep uh, British uh, accent going on, um, and I'm here for that. Um, but yeah, man, really good stuff. Really good, uh, solid uh, one produce one one MC one producer project uh, to spin. Uh, George's. Uh, J-O-R-D-S Shout uh, out George Dirt in the Diamond I like George Yeah I didn't know there was music yeah. out That's my bad Yeah um, Dirt in the Diamond um, This is one of those albums Where you can't exactly uh, You can't exactly give it the This is a hip hop project Or this is a rap project Because there's so many flavours Going on in this particular album um, You're going from, You're going to several places With it Production wise um, It Mixes in with some R and B near the end, um, but then you have you know just great fucking features. Little skies on drill versus grime, uh, cash on nervous rhythm, retro retro two who just keeps on just killing features yep, and just stealing tracks. He's on a tear <laughs> at the moment. It is wild. <laughs> just keeps stealing tracks. He's been doing it for years, man. Every time I see him on the feature, he just steals tracks. It's absolutely absurd. Um, on I Pray, uh, Jordan McCamper on Fish and, uh, Fist in the Sky, um, Masego on Enemies, uh, Cranium on Stay Close, Bay Anderson on Beauty Spots. Um, it's just some really good stuff all over this uh, all over this album. Uh, great subject matter, um, great variety, and it doesn't feel forced. Um, and it's a yeah, really comfortable project to listen to. Um, and lastly, Arlo Parks, uh, my soft machine, finally got around to hey. it. Um, been wanting to spin it for obviously for the past couple of weeks since it's been out. Um, I didn't. I've kind of. I'm kind of be. I kind of need to be convinced when it comes to Arlo Parks. I feel like obviously she was a you know a critical darling when it comes to collapsing sunbeams. Won the Mercury Prize that year, um, and you know it's just been on on the up ever since. So I was very interested in how she would um, do on this, you know, sophomore project, um, and what what roads would she go down? Uh, because I feel I feel like good songwriting can get only get you so far, you know. Um, but I feel like this album's, um, yeah, it's very decent. Um, it's really enjoyable. Um, I was reading it. I was reading while listening to it. And, you know, just some, some tracks were just coming into my consciousness as I was listening. I was just like, damn, it's actually kind of heat. Um, uh, Devotion, Blades, uh, Purple Fades, Purple Phase, and Weightless, and Pegasus, actually. The, the whole middle of the album is just really fire to me. Uh, from track three to track eight, Dog Rose, Tough to Dog Rose, um, really enjoyed it. Um, all of them really just got me in some fashion. Uh, the uh, The... I mean, turns into practically a rock song in the middle of Devotion. Uh, Blades and Purple Phase, really enjoyed. Weightless is probably the most popular track out of the bunch. And obviously Pegasus with Phoebe Bridges. Really like the duet on there. Uh, really like Dog Rose as well. Um, and, and maybe Ghost at the end as well. I think Ghost was a good finish. Uh, but yeah, past that, a couple of the tracks there in like Puppy, I'm Sorry, um, kind of just there for me, kind of just blended into the background. Um, but those particular tracks, and that's pretty much, I think I named about 75% of the album. Um, so, you know, I enjoyed 75% of the album very, uh, very much. Um, so that's a dub in my book. Um, but yeah, man, let me enjoy enjoying uh, the evolution that Arlo Parks comes through with and, you know, continually, um, 
bucking the trend of you know having a black woman in music and she's not quite r&b she's not hip-hop she's kind of indie but kind of not so she's in this kind of genreless uh space and i don't think people know how to actually dialogue her music in that case um uh, anyway, she's she's bucking the trend, so uh, good for her on that front, and keep uh, doing your things. <sighs> and with that said, uh, we shall get into our mid-year report. Because it's been a mid-year. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, he's been listening to Jack Harlow. That boy has been listening to Jack Harlow, because he wouldn't have said that if he hadn't been. Oh. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show from the Fifth Ed Podcast Network. This is the last ever DITD. <laughs> this is the final DITD. Uh, we we wanted to leave it till the end, uh, but I've just um, I've grown sick of Ben um, already. Uh, just off this two seconds of uh, of uh, really push you over reflected. the edge. That one. This has been a long time uh, I've coming, been refle- guys. I've, I've I've been reflecting for a while, and by a while, I mean this past minute. And um, you know, I'm just, I'm just finished. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with him. Um, uh, I, I wish him well in his uh, future endeavors. Um, but I'm, I'm finished. And uh, this, this podcast is. I'm pretty finished. happy to get. But yes, well we wishes are... for my future endeavors. <laughs> I don't think I deserve that, but <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, as we've been joking for the past, uh, you know, for, throughout the episode so far. Um, we're going to talk about the year that has been uh, halfway through of 2023 and um, it kind of I mean we do this we've done this for the past I think three years Um, but this is kind of um, especially doing it this week off the back of um, something that Ben recently posted and uh, he can explain afterwards after I talk but um, basically it just turned into uh, people saying that nothing's dropped this year, you know, the usual bullshit that, you know, just because Utopia hasn't dropped, um, that, you know, the whole year is just worthless and, you know, there's nothing of worth that's dropped this year uh, just because something hasn't, uh, a hip-hop album hasn't uh, <laughs> been number one this year. That means hip-hop is dead um, at 50 years old. The RIP, it's been a good run. Um, so, yeah, but uh, obviously we can all be saved if Travis Scott drops, so um, yes. you know, or Eminem apparently, according or, to some of the reviews, so. or or Eminem. Um, so yeah, Ben, um, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> <coughs> well, I mean, yeah, someone someone messaged, or well, they didn't message me. They added me on uh, Hip Hop Numbers, and because my engagement is just so trash at the moment, I see literally every app because I just sit on my computer refreshing the notifications like, where, why am I not popular anymore? Why doesn't anyone care about me anymore? And this person said, am I right in thinking that there is no number one album on the Billboard 200 uh, thus far this year? This is a hip hop album. And, you know, obviously there hasn't been. And so it got to me, got me to thinking, uh, when was the last time that happened? By June, no number one hip hop album. And went back through every single year. The last time it happened was 1998. DMX's Stark and Hell is Hot went number one, I think, 6th of June. So even then, we're only a day off that. There's no, I mean, unless the Spider-Verse album goes number one, but a lot of people were saying, do you genuinely think that a, a soundtrack's going to sell 150K first week? It might. I mean, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. It's Metro Boomin. There's some big names on there. 
But if it doesn't go number one, it's the first time since like 1993 that something hasn't gone number one in the first half of the year. And yeah, that's, that's massive. Obviously, it doesn't have anything to do with quality or whether music's being good music's being dropped thus far this year. It's just that uh, I'm not sure. You know, sometimes we have these kind of vacuums of mainstream hip-hop albums and there have been a couple you know uh obviously nf dropped and nf is a very commercial rapper uh lil dirk dropped dingo number one which was a bit surprising money bag yo's just dropped i don't think that's going to go close to number one uh it's it's not been completely devoid of mainstream music lil yachty obviously dropped as well although he doesn't quite have the the level that he used to have of commercial success especially you know trying an entirely different lane so obviously immediately people are just like oh nothing's dropped this year because nothing's gone number one and people just genuinely feel that way it still perplexes me to this day uh one of the responses and i will uh, charlie was disappointed in me because he thinks i'm not going to talk about jack man by jack harlow but i I absolutely am going to talk about it and when i tweeted it out yes well i posted yesterday on my story on uh on instagram and, you know, the amount of people who were trying to get me to listen to this album, who were just like, and I appreciate you guys, like I do, it's, it's not, I'm not sitting here being like, don't tell me to listen to albums, if you want me to listen to an album and want to hear my thoughts on it, I'll do it at some point, point. Uh, and I didn't think I would do this one, but I thought, you know what, and I'll, I'll explain why I did it um, when I get to that point uh, later Morbid on. Morbid curiosity. Yeah. So, well, it wasn't that, because that even that has a limit. Um, but people were responding to me like, nah, this is pretty good. It's not that bad. I said, 50 years of hip hop and you're choosing to listen to Jack Harlow. There are thousands of rappers you probably have never listened to and you know about. Go listen to one of them. Go listen to some 80s. Go listen to some 90s. Go listen to some brand newbie or some MOP or this X-rated. This so, so, so much music. And I just don't ever get this. Like, what kind of, what, what's your listening habits if you only listen to music that's mainstream? If you only listen to what everyone's telling you to listen to? Like, I don't know. What do you normally listen to? Do you just listen to the radio all the time? Like, I don't know. So we're going to do this episode. I'm not going to, I was originally going to do my best albums of the year so far. What I'm actually going to do is albums I feel that are overlooked. Uh, there was only a couple of albums on my list anyway because these are my favorite albums of the year, but there are only a couple of albums I took off because I felt like they were a little bit too, you know, well-known. Uh, Lil Yachty, um, I took that off. I took off Ice Spice because everyone knows about that. I took off Scaring the Hose by JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. Um, and I took off Ugly by Slow Tie. Those are not albums that went under the radar. You know, everyone knows about them. We talked about them. I feel like these albums I'm going to talk about just as good, my favorite albums of the year. But I don't think anyone was really talking about them, and I think that they should. Um, so, yeah, that's what I, where I'm going to go. Where, where do you want to go, Charlie? <coughs> um, I kind of want to start off with a question uh, more outside of the realm of, uh, you know, what we listen to or whatever. We will get to that. Um, but I just wanted to ask this question off the bat. Um, as you mentioned, and I mentioned, uh, it's been, you know, obviously this is the 50th year of hip-hop. Been a lot of, obviously, talk about it, um, depending on where you look. Um, and if the only place you look is um, Rap Caviar's um, Top 50 Beats, um, I feel sorry for you. Um, but the question I wanted to ask was just that, um, how have you felt the... Well, actually, what is this? Do you feel like there's been enough effort in celebration of 
for 50 years. No, I don't think that at all. And I think, I mean, I knew it was the 50th year, but only because I know, like, I know when hip hop began. So I don't, I think if I didn't. You can count. I I can count. (laughs) The very important part of hip, of a man who hosts a a platform called Hip Hop. I mean, otherwise my account would just be. You can count to 50. My account would just be hip hop. And I'd be saying, well, there's nothing that's dropped this year. Then I'd be one of those accounts. But if I didn't know, like if I hadn't, you know, did this podcast and knew what I know about hip hop. I don't think I would have known that it was the 50th year. You know, there's been, what, a couple of... There was a, a DJ premiere tape and a, a Swizz Beats tape, like, 50th anniversary. Swizzy. And that's it. I don't think there's... And, and that's just... Ma- that's just. Um, I think that's Mass Appeal. Um, that's Nas's label yeah. heading that okay. up. So oh. that's one, right? There was the... I think Grammys... The Grammys, the Grammys did obviously did, like, a big... Grammys, so. You know, big... A big, bold, uh, you know, celebration of it. And that was kind of cool, you know? Um, Charlie wrote his article. And, you know, there's obviously Charlie wrote his article. I, I, I see what I'm saying. <laughs> I did an essay, <laughs> like, like you know, and these are these are. I mean, mine's obviously you know relatively small in the grand scheme of things. And you know, if I had the resources, I'd do a lot more. But um, yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like, uh, and and this is kind of, this is kind of I guess the issue, right? That um, if it if if people aren't gassing this up as uh, as much as we think we they should then what is there what is there to do you know what i mean um how many uh how many labels can actually you know uh put in some sort of effort in terms of celebrating um you know obviously dreamville have their own festival the roots picnic is going on right now um so you know there's stuff like that but i'm not expecting you know uh <laughs> made in america or uh uh lollapalooza you know to actually herald it in any way rolling loud is yeah. you go, that's a great example you know that uh, a festival that has been kind of at the forefront in uh, especially america even though you know rolling loud is uh, in other countries as well but um you know they've they've kind of been at the forefront in terms of music festivals in america that herald the new wave of whatever um hip-hop is about that year you know they always try and get the most popping eyes as uh you know they they literally just hit up the spotify charts yeah, and go like on rap that, caviar that, that. is going to be at the um, rolling loud festival yeah yeah exactly it's exciting it's really yeah, exactly. exciting Can't so wait. um you know <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely, absolutely jaw-dropping um so yeah um you know, I agree with you, obviously. Um, you know, there's the likes of, obviously, the, you know, the Universal Hip Hop Museum, but that's kind of just a, a, a given because the the building is literally being built as we speak. And, you know, they've been doing, uh, you know, small events uh, throughout the year, um, exhibitions and stuff like that. That's kind of cool. Um, so, you know, that's obviously a given. And uh, But, yeah, I, just, I don't know. I feel... It it does feel a little um, underwhelming so far, and obviously the actual day is August eleventh, so you know we've got a while till then, a couple of months. But um, yeah, I don't know. It just um, I I guess I don't know if I have expected like, and, and I'm not the only person. We're not the only people. I feel um, 
you know, I've 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 had people talk to me about it, um, saying that I feel like you know nobody's done anything apart from maybe the Grammy performance. And, and that's Swizzy, funny, the... <laughs> Swizzy celebrated. Let's see who Swizzy celebrated the fiftieth anniversary with. Who was on that album? Lil Baby, such a, such a Future, such a Lil Durk. <coughs> Herbo. Like yeah, I yeah. can't remember. I'm just being yeah, facetious some, it was, right now. Yeah, it was a bit. It was, it was a little weak. Um, I think Benny was on it as well. But, um, Benny anyway. was on it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, that's obviously one thing. And I'm not expecting every. I'm not expecting Jamla to do one. I'm not expecting TDE to do a 50th anniversary. Although that would be cool. Imagine this, bro. Like on the just on the face, and we can move on after this. But just a hypothetical. Imagine if like TDE, because they have the resources for this. They have the resources. I feel they have the connections, and if not, they can ask Indescope to help to help them out, right? Just to, just to throw it out here, right? Just a free idea for free ninety nine for anybody representing TDE in any fashion. I would love just a fiftieth anniversary, just like pure West Coast hate. Just just get just get as many West Coast legends as you can. Make like just just. Yeah, just you know, all, most of most of them are producers as is anyway, right? Get Dre on the phone, MC8, get IST, uh, 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 get Cube, get Too Short, E40, all of these, so many, so many names you could possibly get, right? So many, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna throw any more names, but you know what I mean. Like, every, every, even from yeah, even from like now, right? Even from now, like throw, throw these uh, Kamaya, uh, uh, fucking Ian Kelly, shout out Ian Kelly. Um, there's so many names you could possibly get if you do like a big ass West Coast tape, right? And then imagine just to bring out, you know, the form of some sort of competition element, right? Imagine if it was like a Midwest tape. Imagine if it was a Dirty South tape. Uh, yeah, that'd be fucking sick. I'm here for that. Imagine if it if it was just like. You know, uh, Glorilla uh, and a Goody Mob on a track or some shit like that. Yes. You know, just just mix it up, mm. man. You know what I mean? Just get the new and the old. Yeah. Somebody like I'm. I'm sick of the. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna get into rent territory, but I'm gonna try and. I'm. Just, I'm aware of I'm getting into rent territory, but I'm gonna. You know, just rant, pedal myself bro. back a little bit. Right? I don't care. <laughs> but the the there's so many quote unquote hip hop power brokers. Right, that you know, have all the numbers in their contacts, all the money in the world, and yet I'm not seeing much energy from them. I'm not seeing much energy on this front. I'm not seeing much proactivity, and we know why. It's because it, if you don't fucking chart, it don't fucking matter, right? And if they can't, uh, if they can't monetize it in any market it in a in a in a super specific way. You know what I mean? And not just do a Beyonce and just drop the fucking album, which she did with her self-titled album. It has been done. It is possible. You don't have to do everything with such fucking focused and uh, 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 focused grouped uh, marketing strategy. You don't have to. Just just go classic with it, man. Just call some people up. Say, yo, we have got this studio for two weeks. Come through. Drop a quick 16. And that's it. Boom! Like it's quite hard. I'm sorry. Quite, quite. Is that not just inherently hip hop? Because every five years we lose those five years of artists that were popular. They're not popular anymore. No one puts them on anymore. It's, it's happened throughout history, right? Right. I mean, it's it's almost like it's fitting for hip hop's fiftieth anniversary <laughs> that we don't go back in time and celebrate 
a hip hop legends because I don't think we've been doing it. We don't, you know, <laughs> you know, Gangsta Boo's been popping up on a few songs recently, right? That annoys there me. You, yep. you know why that annoys me? Because they had those verses. They those verses yeah. existed. Yeah. Those right. songs that, were recorded. Yeah. They that, did those that, songs together, right. and they're like, mm-hmm. nah, Gangsta Boo, who cares? Yeah, Gangsta they shelved that shit. Gangsta Boo passes. Yeah, oh, shit. all of a sudden, this shit's valuable. Putting it out there. Now, I'm not saying that that's what they did. That's just what it looks like from my perspective. I don't know if that's what they did, and I apologize if they were planning to put it out and her passing was so untimely, etc., etc. But I saw a very, very a lack of Gangsta Boo verses before she passed, and now I'm seeing a wealth of exactly. Gangsta Boo verses. So exactly. that's just highlights to me the problem here. I mean, look at Swizzy's. He's got Nas, Lil Wayne, Benny the Butcher, Jada Kiss, Babin Drill, Five Year Foreign, A Boogie, Lil Dirt, J Electronica. I mean. Look, is any of that those artists on there ones you're super excited to hear from because you haven't heard from for every time? For example, if I see Slick Rick on a track list, I'm going straight to that song because I hardly ever hear from him. If I see Lauren Hill on a track list, I go straight to that song. If I see Erica Badu, if I see Queen Latifah, if I see some of these artists, I see Rakim, I'm going straight to that Big Daddy Kane. I go straight to that song because I'm like, wonder what they got to say. Why not give them the opportunity to, to say something in the 50th anniversary? The people who build hip hop, the people, but we didn't do it this year and it's, it's really disappointing. And it's a shame that only the Grammys have actually bothered to do anything close to what we're saying. That's embarrassing. That's actually embarrassing. It is, because that as shit a, is as, not... As a, yeah, I, I'm never ever thinking that the Grammys are doing <laughs> things out of the goodness of their heart. They were trying right. to clean up yeah, the narrative yeah. that they hate hip-hop by devoting... Right. Like, instead of giving hip-hop albums the, the awards that they deserve over other genres, they did, like, a right. however many minutes tribute and flashed yeah. a few they things just said, up. They and, just told Questlove, they just told Questlove, you have 15 minutes, do what you want. That's situation. That situation. Which is the right thing to do. A certain amount of time, but it's yeah, not yeah, enough. Exactly. Like, but I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah, but the fact that the Grammys have 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 just did that small, uh, relatively small thing, and nobody else is actually just for you know what. Let's actually get some fucking collectivism up in here, and actually make something that we can all be proud of. Like it's it's just it doesn't make sense to me, and you know the gangster boo stuff reminds me like kind of like when you were talking about uh, uh that riding story and chameleon there and crazy bone saying he he totally forgot about totally forgot he did it. I'm sure there's some shit that people had has on, have on the shelf, and they can just clob it together. I'm not, I'm 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 asking for scraps right now. This is what I'm th- this is where we're at. I'm asking for scraps. <laughs> I've gone from my utopian thought. That I initially had, and now I'm asking, do you lot have anything in the in on the shelf just sitting in your hard drive? Fucking drop that shit. Just just to say happy happy fifty of hip hop. Here's some free shit. Here's here's some here's a here's a Scarface verse that I had that me a, a, a producer X whatever you know what I mean just a uh, I had in the hard drive. I put a beat on it. Boom. Simple like something simple like that. Anyway. Um, I think I've made my point, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm good now. But uh, it's silly. It's and it's kind of sad in some ways because I, you know, we remember. Um, I, I've I've done this again. I'm going to reference that Miss Melody uh, and that collective uh, KRS One track, and I oh, still yeah. fucking forgot the name. Not for you. I <laughs> Twice I've done that now. Too. But see, that's what it, <laughs> that's the thing, man. That's what you want. But I mean, there. If you had just imagine reprising that song 
for the 50th anniversary. Imagine going back in time and reprising these legendary posse cuts like Scenario or something like that. Like, you know, that would the be... The symphony, s- yeah. That would be so sick. Like Scenario. That'd be fucking sick. But anyway. It's po- like, honestly, like, there's so... Like, if, if, uh, as, a site, as a kind of like comparison... Um, I got an email uh, from uh, International Anthem, the jazz label, and uh, obviously houses the likes of um, you know uh, Ben Lamar Gay, Damon Locks, etc., etc., Mackay McRaven, and also Irreversible Entanglements. Um, they celebrating, I think, like an anniversary or something of um, Open the Gates, and they were, were kind of like telling the story within the email of how they literally made Open the Gates in like th- like a day. They made it in the day. They made a whole album in the day, right? And you're telling me, you're telling me that none of these power brokers in hip hop, quote unquote hip hop, right? They can't get on the phone, grab a studio for a couple of weeks, and just get a ton of fucking people in. They can't. They can't. R.I.P. D.J. K. Slay this shit and just get fifty people well, on one I was track. Thinking. While you were you can't talking, do that. I was like, <laughs> literally, like something like, like that. Maybe Kaysley does that shit, suggestions man. Like Slay's already the one. He he he, f- rolling fifty deep, rolling a hundred and ten deep. If you go through that, bro, these right. are names you want to hear. You want to hear from these people. Who are these people? What are they saying? What do they got to say now? Like Corey Guns. I want to know what Corey Guns has to say. I want to. <laughs> I want a song. I want to live in a world. I swear he hosts like a. I swear he hosts like cheaters or something. In America, where he hosts like something like that, where he's just, I fucking, I need to look that up. But yeah, but, no, <laughs> cold, be, yeah. but like you've got you've got Corey Guns, Mister Mister Fab, MC Search, MC Shan. Like these are legendary, bro. You got Jim Jones next to Redman, next to Raekwon, next to BDK, then next to KRS One, and Fred the Godson's on here. Like, oh, bro, Peter Guns. Thought, there you go, Peter. Now Guns you want, yeah, genius. you want, you want <laughs> loving hip hop. You want Peter Guns. Shout, shout yeah. to Peter Guns. Shout out to Peter Guns. Grandmaster Kaz, Grandmaster Melly Mel. These the Havocs on here. Like, what are we talking about? Why not do something like Raskas on here? Sticky fingers. Literally. Like, fucking, bro. That's a song. That is a fucking yeah. song. That's a journey. That. Yeah. It's so I've, I don't know I, I, I'm, I don't know if I, if I'm just being naive here and that music has to be so constrained now whatever but I don't get how people just have are we have we literally just lost the essence of just grabbing a studio and just fucking doing something like if we literally just lost that now does everything have to be so fucking regimented does it have to have so many green lights from so many people? It's a business. Why not? I want to work with this person, Bella Marp. Like it's so. I'm, it's I'm talking about this kind of overall now, but literally what we said yeah. with the Morgan Wall and Lil Dirk thing, bro. Like, right? Well, do you think they're hanging out in their spare Workshopped. time? Workshopped. <laughs> like it's it's for numbers, bro. It's just, you got to get it's those for numbers. numbers up. It's it's sad. It's sad. Like uh, yeah, and you know, obviously this comes. This goes back to the the original point of just you know. This is about a, a a seminal year in hip hop history. Fifty fucking years, man. That's a lot, and just nothing, just barely anything to show for it from the people that have helped build it. I feel, and that probably you know, there's probably many, uh, many an artist, many a uh, 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 you know, a member of the hip hop community that have been putting in the work, and we just ain't recognizing them, right? Apologies on that front. I'm sure there are people putting in work 
in terms of just, you know, recognizing the moment and, uh, you know, putting the effort in and making events and, you know, just um, hailing the whole and celebrating, right? But I just feel like this could, the, the there are so many people that consider themselves, you know, atop of the food chain and I'm just seeing nothing from them. I'm seeing absolutely nothing from them. And it's, it's a bit, it's, it's just disappointing more than anything. It's just really disappointing. And it feels, excuse me, it feels like we've just lost recipes of, hey, let's just do this track. I want I want you and me on a track. And I want this guy on a track. And cause it, cause why? Because it sounds fucking fire just on the face of it. Like, <laughs> it doesn't, I'm not asking for a, for a, I'm not asking for a big message. I'm not asking for a high concept. I'm asking for people to just link the fuck up and spit some bars, get a good beat on there. Boom. Done. Three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, fucking 20 minutes. I don't care. Something. It's not It's not hard. I'm sorry. It's not hard to just pick up a phone and just get a, get a verse from somebody. It's silly enough. Anyway. Swizzy, so what I'll else do you what... appreciate this event? <laughs> Charlie's just putting Swizzy on blast. All right, this. I'm the... <laughs> I didn't even mention the kid. You, you're the one mentioned him. I tell you what, the fire, the the artwork for that Swiss is freaking fire. I'm not gonna lie, but anyway, we're gonna talk about some overlooked albums because we're gonna celebrate hip hop. If no one else will, then we're gonna talk about our. I'm gonna talk about albums that I think were brilliant and were severely overlooked, and I'm just gonna jump straight in. And I'm gonna talk about some artists who are similar, so that at least you know if you've never heard of these artists, you can be like, oh, I like that person, so I'll just check this out. Nejma Nefertiti, of course, had to start off. Um, yep. Freaking brilliant. Uh, it's basically like giving Tribe instrumentals to Madlib to chop up and then putting Lauren on top of them rapping. There's these beautiful jazz stretches with no vocals at all. Sometimes it kind of feels like she's never even going to hop on the beat. And then her, her voice just smacks you in the face out of nowhere. She slips into these really cold flows. Um, there's a couple of boom bat beats on here too. Lyrical content is very sharp. It's damaging. Um, yeah, man, super solid. If you like Native Tongues, uh, Tribe Called Quest, like, you know, yep. early 90s Tribe. Heavy cosine. Lauren Hill rapping. This is, yeah, you know, so yeah, shout out Nejman, Nefertiti. Cash Doll and DJ Drama dropped back on Dexter, which is just a straight up banger. Straight up bangers, man. DJ Drama, uh, you know, it's a, it's a genuine Gangster Grills tape. I really wish he didn't talk on this because some of the things he's saying, it just, it really detracts from the album. Um, and it, you know, it just kind of makes you internally cringe a little bit, but man, all the production on here is top tier. All the guests are on the top of their game. Payroll Giovanni, Lakea, Lake, Baby Money, Babyface Ray, Sada Baby, um, Sada Baby interpolated Outcast Rosa Parks in the middle of his verse. Like it was, it's just brilliant, honestly. And I really enjoyed that. So it's for fans of, if you like Detroit rap, if you like Sada Baby, City Girls, Lotto, you know, please check this one out. Uh, Young Fathers, Heavy Heavy, uh, definitely felt like a lot less hip-hop than their last project, um, but I can't even align it with their earlier work because the group just shapeshifts so effortlessly and expertly, I think, anyway. And they they just seem to, I don't know, every time they strike on a sound that feels consistent and exciting, they change it. And sometimes it's an evolution, sometimes it's a total destroy and rebuild, but they're never at rest. And Heavy Heavy, I think, is a romp through indie rock, uh, industrial just regular rock, hip-hop, post-punk, neo-soul, electronic, and all these different genres that they're putting in. And I think it's more than some of their parts, some of its parts. And 
if its parts are their previous albums, I actually think this expands upon that sound and creates something. It's, I don't think it's going to be for everyone, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, Shabazz Palace's clipping, The Coop, uh, even maybe some Gorillas or Sleaford Mods, if you're enjoying that kind of music, this is for you. Uh, Wale the Sage, Running From Time, little EP. Uh, very solid vibe from start to finish. It's kind of like a, a full narrative experience. It's definitely smooth where it needs to be, but it's also emotional and energetic at times, and it just kind of unfolds out in front of you and each song adds another layer to the aesthetic which i didn't even think could get warmer or more chill but it does as it progresses brilliant brilliant little ep um sounds a lot like zyra shad mick jenkins even a little bit of cj fly uh so yeah fully recommend that obi-wan dropped their project and brilliant man super brilliant i felt like it was uh a little bit understated at first kind of like something akin to Makomi. The warm production on the second track, which kind of bleeds into a really low-key synth loop on the third track, feels like it's looped from something out of the 1930s. And he has this unfaltering monotone delivery that's very stark at first, but then we get like a track like the fourth song. Um, and it's, it's just brilliant. Like There's a genuine sense of unease and tension. And it moves into Jungle Fruit before Voodoo just opens the album up. And it's almost like the sun is streaming through the blinds. It's just all these images it conjures in your head as you're listening is very very intense very adept um you know sounds like mark homie god fahim graf uh flea lord you know that kind of sound is is fully fully recommend that clavish rap game awful just another example of british hip-hop shitting all over the u.s right now a lot of redacted names though a lot of redacted names so a lot of you a lot of europe so if you don't like that, this is not for you. But there's a lot of heartfelt truisms about institutional racism and the factors that led Clavish to no longer being legally allowed to speak publicly about these things. So it's 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 a good project. M24, Unknown T9s, these are the kind of artists, man. It's just high level. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Real Boston Richie, Public Housing Part 2. Just bangers, man. Absolute bangers. Absolute bangers. Uh, this, I think this was the deluxe. So I think this, maybe the album dropped last year and this was the deluxe. But whatever, man. It's fucking amazing. Sounds like Moneybag Yo, Yo Gotti, Key Glock. Just bangers. Uh, on that same level, Black Youngster, Bank Appointment. I don't think there is a project in Black Youngster's entire discography that does not destroy your entire speaker system. The beats slap. And they're underneath some savage and sharp tongue bars about pretty much everything that Black Youngster observes in his surroundings. It's kind of fascinating to hear what he has to say. And I'm not going to list E40 as a similar artist, but I get the same feeling listening to Black Youngster as I do E40 because the beats are really incredible and inventive and unique. And the lyricism is inventive and unique too. Like no one says the things that they're saying. They don't say them in the same way. And I genuinely think Black Youngster goes under the radar a lot. I think he drops very, very solid projects. Um, sounds like Big Dirty, Babyface Ray, Moneybag Yo. Then we got BK The Ruler. Um, I thought this was a brilliant, brilliant project. When I first heard this album, it didn't resonate that much because they're really switching it up. You know, They've always tended towards more hard-edged trap beats that rely deeply on electronic distortion to create a dynamic and a, a texture. But, you know, and on those beats, I think BK floats, finding pockets, slipping in and out of the lead vocalist position. But on this project, I definitely think she pushes far more into melodic territory. Um, and rather than allowing the production to set the tone for her, she kind of applies her melody on top of the production. She layers it on top. Believe is like a genuine, genuine R&B number with these beautiful vocals laid on top of a very spacey beat. And then coming off the back of the song back, 
is really wild and totally discordant. But then the next track is Crazy Girl, which like brings those two songs together and creates this perfect marriage of them. It's it's masterful, this album. It's a journey. I really enjoyed it. Sounds like Rico Nasty, Destroy Lonely, Yeet, Babytron, and I'm going to say it, Missy Elliott. Like, I can't say it any different. Great rap vocals and a genuinely good singer. So shout out BK The Ruler. Tony Yeo, The Loyal, oh, I fucking love. I've been watching his his, his Vlad TV interviews. Um, I forget what I was watching it for. There must have been a, a, a pod that I was researching and Vlad asked Tony Yeo about it and he had first-hand knowledge of it. But then I actually started watching these interviews more and he just, it's really fascinating. He isn't a rigid person at all. He has very wide-ranging opinions, sometimes quite surprising on pretty much everything going on in the world. He's very ca- candid. He's not cagey at all. He seems very open in those interviews and it is fascinating to hear how he views the world. And this album is kind of that. I mean, it's not quite to the level of openness, but that's pretty much what it is. You know, it's, it's fascinating to hear what he has to say. And those G-Unit years gave him an ear for a hook. The hooks he provides on here are great. They're genuinely catchy. And, you know, it sounds like 2000s New York rap, like Lloyd Banks, Jules Santana, fabulous. LOX, I could go on forever. Uh, Shane Noir, Big Ghost, LTD, Noir, Never. This is just another leveling up from an artist who seems perpetually improving. Every time Shane Noir drops, something feels upgraded. And this project, it's her lyricism, which is I feel like has always been strong, but she's sounding more and more like her collaborator, 38 Spech, who stole the entire year of 2019 with his verse on Sunday School, which was the best verse of the year, underground or overground. No one had a better verse. And, you know, he's someone who's one of the most adept lyricists in the entire game. So to say that Shane Noir is on that level, to me, if I'm saying that, to me, that means she's at the literal top of the tree. Like Her lyricism on this, her storytelling, her attention to detail, which has always been a hallmark of her career, it's increased even further. Her wordplay is more dexterous. It's just a glow up. It's a glow up. And I fully, fully recommend uh, if you haven't tapped into Shane Noir yet. Sounds like 38 Special, Griselda, that kind of, that kind of vibe. And then there is 38 Special. He dropped Gunsmoke. Um, and again, this is it, man. Like, I felt like he dropped an entire project of Sunday schools with this. Like, if his lyricism was running a race, it would just be at full sprint the entire project. I don't know how he does it. It's, it's unbelievable how he keeps his streak going. But just lyrically, just every single bar, man. If you want to hear like proper bars, not like IG or TikTok bars, this is, this is who to go to, 38 Special. Obviously, sounds like Benny Conway, Mark Homme, Rome Streets, um, Ice Cold Bishop, Generational Curse. Every single piece of press I've read about this album has said that it sounds like Good Kid, Mad City. And there's a good reason for that. It's I think it's the closest we're ever likely to get to Good Kid, Mad City in terms of scope and quality. And I mean that on the production side because Ice Cold Bishop doesn't steal Kendrick's flow and content and ideas. The sound just feels, there's this great warm G-Funk bangers on here, some singing. But Ice Cold Bishop tells his own story over the top of that. He weaves his own narrative. He sets himself apart from Kendrick. I think when people are saying it sounds like Good Kid, Mad City, they're talking about the production and the aesthetic and the feel, not so much the content. I don't think he's stolen that at all from Kendrick. Um, not to say he's stolen, it's just inspired by. Um, but yeah, man, one of the best narrative-driven albums of the year so far. Uh, then we got Juicy J, Mental Trillness, 
bro, this is fucking... Look, Juicy J is just the genesis of the mainstream sound right now. I don't understand. This doesn't get me. There's only one difference between Juicy J and all the other famous rappers from Memphis right now, and that's his age. I, I genuinely feel it's just ageism because this album is just such quality. It is such... It's bangers. It's, it's brilliant. There's hooks. It's catchy. There's so much deep mental health content on here as well. It's like... I think it's probably, you know, a first-hand experience of finding it difficult to open up to the people around you about what you're struggling with. And it might be a recent thing for Juicy J. It might be something he's been experiencing recently. I hope that's the case because the other alternative is he's felt this way his entire life and has felt like uncomfortable really explaining what he's going through. And that makes me sad because the way that he talks about mental health on this album, it feels incredibly authentic and true because everyone's experience is individual. You can't just blanketly put out, this album's about mental health and everyone will understand this. That's not how it works. It's, you've got to tell your own story and the parts of that story, some parts will resonate with some people, other parts with other people and, and that's why I feel about this album. So I hope Juicy J is okay. I adore Juicy J, man. And if if you like anything popular out of Memphis right now, you need to be listening to Juicy J instead. Del Nelson, Charlotte's unfortunate death. Brilliant, man. Look, Del's poetry, and this is where he started. He started as a poet. It's so visual, it leaps off the page and creates the image he's writing in your mind. It's kind of like you're playing out a movie as you read along. It's, it's fascinating, which could be very hard to translate into actual music. Uh, you know, reading a word and hearing a word are two entirely different things, but somehow Dell's transferred that unique ability into music, and his flow is insane. His vocal tone, his vocal presence is so vibrant. You know, a lot of people send me their music and they say, like, can you listen to it and tell me what to improve on? And it is pretty much always improve your presence on a microphone. And I'm not saying that I'm the arbiter and I know everything about music and I should be giving out advice, but people ask me, I'm just gonna say, I think you need to improve your vocal presence. It sounds like you're not attacking the microphone, you know? It sounds like you're a bit scared of the song. Del Nelson's the opposite of that. Like, sounds so adept, his flow is adept. Yeah, man, and it sounds like Denzel Curry, JPEG Mafia, Earl Sweatshirt. If you like those three artists, you are gonna love Del. I mean, just listen to Del anyway, fuck it, man. Everyone's gonna like him. Um, and then we got Conway, won't he do it? I think that people didn't talk about this as much as they should have. Uh, and I, you know me, I don't really like Conway that much. He's my least favorite Griselda member. Well, you know, second least favorite. But I, it's just like, I don't know. I thought that everyone, because everyone was talking about God Don't Make Mistakes. They, they love that. People talk about it all the time. What's wrong with this album? Why are people talking about this? Lyricism on here is brilliant. The beats are just straight Griselda 2018 throwbacks, and that is the era. That's the era, man. That's the fucking... I guess it's when I came into the Griselda fold, so to me that feels so nostalgic. I love this project. A shout-out, Conway. If you like the Griselda universe, you can enjoy this project. And finally, Casa Overall. Second, finally, sorry. Casa Overall. Um, I spoke about this album last week, and everything I said then still rings true. It's a very expansive album, dragging in about five major genres and pitching up some very unlikely lyrical friends like Danny Brown and Wiki and Lil B and Francis and the Lights. And it's a beautiful project. I, I really enjoy it. If you like Terrace Martin and Dinner Party and Bad Bad Not Good, this is for you. And finally, finally, and I, no one talks about this album anymore, but they fucking should. Lance Skywalker, Audio Didactic. 
this album is a, is a trip. It is an absolute trip. I doubt anyone on first listen could predict where it was going to go next. The opening track has some of the clearest vocals on the entire album. It feels like a waltz in a summer breeze. Um, and there's these delicately arranged guitars. It sounds so, I don't know, they sound so great. Then IG, it's just like, it sounds like your vibrator's having a bad day. It's just like... It's, just like, it's so different to the opening track. And from there, you're like, shit, where fuck are we going to go? There's an entire song here called Sample Talk where they're just talking about the art of sampling and not even like an instructional thing. It's just chatting about how they feel about what what it feels like to go into a record store and you know see the vinyl record and think, well, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to sample this? There's an entire, because there's, there's like a theme, like a radio theme throughout the whole thing, like a radio show theme. And there's just an entire skit where Lance Skywalker is just just talking, just like, hey guys, this is a radio show, you know, call in, tell us how you're feeling tonight, just want to hear, just want to check in with you, but it, it's so pure, it's not corny, it's not cringy, I fucking love it, I was listening to it again last night, and I'm just sitting there just being enveloped by calm and warm, and it just, I love this album, and no one talk about it, I don't know why, I just thought it was brilliant, so... Shout out Lance Skywalker. I thought that that album was brilliant and I think people should be talking about it. So yeah, man. Fuck, we got through it. Those are those yeah. are my underrated albums <laughs> of the year thus far. That was, that was a few fucking albums. Yes. <laughs> I, was just like, I, was just, I was just scrolling my phone, just checking shit. I was like, oh, bro, I culled that away, list bro. from like oh. 40 down to that. Like, I've got so many albums. I listen, There's so much music. Holy shit. You guys, oh, just gosh. listen to music. Fucking go on my graphic, find some shit, go listen to it. It's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, man. Some shit has dropped, believe it or not. Um, Funny enough, uh, the first project I'm going to talk about is the first project I listened to this year, um, which was uh, Sky Zoo and the other oh, guys, yeah. uh, The Mind of a Saint. Um, I love Sky Zoo. Um, I, I don't know why it took me so long to get into him. Um, I was kind of like lukewarm on Retropolitan when it initially came out. Um, but after that, it's just been no misses and I need to get into his back catalogue at some point. Um, but yeah, this one's amazing. It's a concept album uh, in the mind of Franklin Saint. If you've seen Snowfall, highly recommend if you haven't. Um, and he just nails it. He just nails it. He really uh, kind of uh, embodies the embodies the concept. And the other guys is uh, one of the best, um, uh, you know, traditional hip hop uh, kind of producers out there right now. I think they're doing the deluxe edition, so there's that too. So there might be some uh, extra stuff there for deluxe. you. Um, I I I want to recommend a couple of songs as I go. Um, but the first one is Ants Live, uh, number one candidate. Um, he also has, it's off his EP, just a matter of time. But that particular track is, oh, it's just so far and away my favorite track this year. It's so silly. It's actually so silly how fucking grand and powerful and just. Oh, it's just so good. It, it's I'm begging, I'm begging to see that see that song perform live. It's so tough. It's so fucking good. Um, a couple of Coat of Friend projects. Obviously, he had his lyrics to go. Um, EP Volume Four this year, and he also did another one, another project with a Static Selector. Uh, yeah, that was solid. Highlight those because um, you know, just Coat of Friends just uh, doesn't really miss in terms of uh subject matter and uh, the the beats are always chill so I'm, I'm always here for that 
uh, Odyssey to what end? That was a really Ooh, good project. Yeah, yeah. Um, High Tech's um, e uh, well uh, instrumental series that he's been doing over the past few months. I've listened to a few of them, not all of them. Um, I've stopped mentioning it on pods simply because I didn't want to mention him every single time. Uh, but he has been dropping a lot of instrumental projects, so please get into that. Really good stuff. Um, on a jazz front, uh, Lakeisha Benjamin uh, with Phoenix. Um, she has the likes of Patrice Russian, my queen. Uh, late great Wayne Shorter on there. Um, she's one of the best sa- uh, saxophonists uh, going on right now. Um, I saw her live at the Jazz Cafe a couple of months ago, and she was just absolutely outstanding. Uh, great energy. Uh, Ruben Vincent. Lovers War, uh, really good project. Uh, shout Jamla Records on that front. Um, the kid dude's only like twenty two or something like that, and he just comes through just such, uh, such poise, such poise. And uh, obviously, you know, if it's a Jamla Records record, this, the beats are gonna slap. <laughs> just imagine just having the Soul Council. Just ugh, every time, I, every time I think about it, I'm just like, that's just such a, that's a cheat that's code. A filthy, that one. That's a filthy. Yeah, it's literally a cheat code. It's literally a cheat code. <laughs> Such a fucking G code what Knife Finder has done over there. Absolutely outstanding. Uh what else we got? Oi. Um I mean uh Backward Sweeties, um Sweetie Screwed by DJ Three yeah. M. Um and if you're if you're fine with obviously, you know, chopped and screwed, which I'm kind of lukewarm about. Yeah, um but she is dropping a uh, she is cooking uh Christina Sean Take Two. Um so that's coming soon. We can just Hopefully easily just put that on year. our list already. Like yeah, we, we're so uh, that's the only reason I'm saying it because yeah. I'm just like it's it's gonna we're gonna mention it like <laughs> whenever it comes out it will pro- it it may or may not make our album list uh but it, it it's, we're definitely gonna guess it don't don't you worry about that that will that will happen uh Nedjman FT and Zanati's Rapuera um just well go back to what Ben said um she is just absolutely acrobatic <laughs> uh on the mic is absolutely stupid. Uh, big extra plug. Um, oh yeah, just, you uh, like this, eh? Big, yeah, them big Texas vibes. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, love that shit. He's super flexy, uh, heterosexual sometimes, uh, but I don't know. Just, man, it just I don't know. He just uh, his voice just just uh, just works. You know what I mean? And uh, it's really good. Uh, the vitamin C with uh, spelled C E A. Uh, what a day! Um, I I remember just tripping up on this. Um, off the back of listening to Backward Sweetie on Bandcamp, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, let's give that a spin. I think she's from Mississippi, somewhere in, uh, somewhere in Middle America there, um, in the South, um, and uh, that was a really good, really nice uh, little EP. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. Liv, Girl in the Half Pearl, mm. um, obviously talked, uh, talked about her live performance across the tracks last week, and uh, it's uh, just the one word, eclectic as fuck. Uh, that's three words, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, Barwo, uh, legitimate cause. Um, one of the best EPs coming out of the UK right now. Nappy Nina, Morning Dew. Yes. DUE with one of the best um, album covers this year. Uh, Kalela Raven, um, absolutely top tier. Uh, uh, Vic Spencer, obviously, friend of five. Vic Spencer, he's dropped. Um, b- believe it or not, he's dropped a few projects this year, hmm. and we'll probably drop another like one or two this year. Um, but uh, you did an EP with the uh, 38 Spesh, and you also did um, uh, George Bush. George Bush was cool. Uh, anything big Spencer is just worth a listen, um, just to hear what he says and <laughs> just to how he's going to go about it. Just uh, it's going to be fascinating. Uh, Gorillas, Cracker Island, yes, um, really, Bro, really 
really this is just this is just fucking every week i listen to this and it gets better for me holy shit you might have been right when you said this is their best album since plastic beat you were dead on you were right i'm saying you were right i'm saying bro i'm saying it's aging so fucking well It's, it's doing so nice um yeah, just uh, after that Stevie Nicks track, it just keeps yeah. going and going and going. I'm just like, fuck. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, shout out to Grizz, of course. Braxton Cook, who you would know one's watching. Um, one of the best jazz albums this year. Um, uh, British as well, so um, highly recommend. Uh, friend of 5e, uh, Neek with Diversal. Uh, German, obviously. Um, but yeah, um, amazing subject matter. Um, one of the best out of Chicago right now. Um, definitely worth a spin. Uh, another one from uh well uh, from Ben's list in Shane Noir and Big Ghost Limited, Noir Never. Obviously shout out to those. Uh Verbs, Capri Sun and Mr. Slips, Shaw Connects, that was very interesting. I love me some verbs and Mr. Slips. Um they're a very good duo. They've done a few projects together and uh, Capri Sun comes in, adds a little bit of different flavour to it. Really fuck with that. Um Addy Oasis, uh, Lotus Glow. Um if you want some fucking just Banging funk. If you want a hella banging, just a basis player, you have Addy Oasis right there, and uh, that album is just so fucking top tier. I can't uh, highlight that project enough. Uh, Tank and the Bangers, Ooh, uh, pretty yeah. poems. That was yep. a little EP. That was really solid. solid. Love me some Tank and the Bangers. Uh, they're always uh, top tier. Uh, Near Archives, uh, Sunrise, Bang Your Head Against the Wall. Amazing title. Um, if you want some, just really. If you want a kind of like a history lesson in. Um, you know, uh, 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 kind of a fast-paced jungle slash drum and bass, um, especially in UK. Um, you, Nia Archives is a good shout. Fun, uh, very ironic that her name has Archives in it because she really just reaches back and just brings a lot of flavors from back in the day, and just makes it fresh and uh, it feels. It fe- she makes it feel new again, um, and I'm uh, forever. Uh, uh, impressed and uh, uh, I respect her for that in terms of artistry uh, Nappy Hire, Friend of 5e Nappy Hire, Memnock uh, 93 Gold um, a bit <laughs> I remember talking to Nappy Hire about this particular project um, it took a while for him to get it out but we got it uh, and that's pretty solid he has another one dropping as well uh, Nappy Hire specifically um, that's coming soon he's already dropped a couple of I think one single especially I think Blue is on it and someone else I forget um, but yeah, that's uh, just it has it has Pam Greer on it, so it's gonna be fire. <laughs> you can't you can't put Pam Greer on an album cover and it's not fire. Um, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Coat uh, Co- the Friend uh, and Static Selector to see a sunset. That's what I was looking for. Uh, Arrested Development. Um, they dropped a kind of like a mixtape on the cutting room floor. That's on Bandcamp. Um, but yeah, always a shout out uh, to Arrested Development. Uh, Rick Wilson, Chromion, A-Track, Cluster Funk, another just banging neo-funk record. If you want to get into that, please do so. Um, the bass lines, all of that shit is so tough. Uh, Dizzy Wright, Live at Daddy Max, um, just always impresses me. Some I, I don't know just how, but he has that, just has that swag about him and good wordplay and the songs are solid. So I just, I just can never complain. Uh, Chelsea Reject, Bubble Girl. Uh, really solid, one of the uh, really just a uh, really solid uh, uh, female artist on the come up, man, and uh, has been on the come up in my eyes um, ever since uh, spun her last record, I think two years ago. Um, but yeah, man, I'm always impressed, uh, always looking to listen for her, listen to her. Uh, Shaylingo uh, coming up for air, 
Um, saw him live at Lafayette a couple of months ago um, without my camera. Fuck Lafayette for that. Um, but yeah, Shane Lingo is absolutely top tier. Um, doing it independently and um, just, yeah, just got some emotional records on there, some flexi records on there. Just, you can, you can do it all. Absolutely amazing variety. Uh, Brandy Younger, Brand New Life. I'm 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 thinking I'm looking at these records right, and I'm just like, ooh, I might get like a ton of jazz records in my top ten this year. It's actually going to be very interesting how it's going to pan out. Uh, I'm very excited for December, honestly. It's going to be very interesting how they work. But Brandy Young is very up, very much up there for me as well. Um, it basically, uh, fuck, I forgot Homegirl's name. Uh, she she basically creates the album off the back of the work of another. A uh, female uh, black harpist. Um, I'm gonna, ugh, God, I'm gonna have to try and get a name as I read. But um, it was just when when I learned about that afterwards, it just added so much to the album for me. And it was a great album originally, without even knowing it. Uh, but fuck, it just when when I knew that, I was just like, oh, oh, okay, that makes that makes the you know the title very interesting, brand new life, because she is literally breathing life into this artist that no that you know barely anybody knew except you if you're in you know jazz circles and if you knew your shit dorothy ashby there you go that's that's, um, that's her name um and um definitely uh worth a spin uh k young uh we meet at last um amazing uh just eyes from uk uh, has gone from you know doing bedroom beats to um you know producing songs on here that kind of are very reminiscent of like you know the likes of Amy Winehouse and Lily Allen, and um, it's just uh, very impressive watching her grow. Um, one of the most uh, clear lines of exponential growth that she has done over the years when you spin her projects uh, from year from uh, from project to project, back to back to back. Um, it's you can just see it. You can see her creativity and her and her artistry just level up every single time. Uh, any we go again uh one of the best uh upcoming uk rappers out there um she is just top tier uh vena equinox um one of the best uh, producers and also does saxophone as well and that that is all over this ep as well uh very good stuff uh, terry walker my love story that was another great ep um obviously uh she's been in the game for a while for a few few decades now um and uh, she just sounds just as good she did back in the day Dinner Party, Enigmatic Society, Love Me Some Dinner Party, You Know This, Gang Gang, uh, Avelino, God Save the Streets, obviously that this studio album has been years in the making and it was so fucking worth it, Vex is one of my tracks of the year, um, absolutely just uh, just off the back row G feature alone on that track is just, uh, flip it, flip it, spin it, it's great, it's absolutely sick, uh, Total Refreshment Centre, um, which is a um, kind of a kind of a communal uh, space um, in London, um, h- h- houses the likes of the Silhouettes Project, um, which we talked about a few uh, a few episodes back um, in our contemporary one of our contemporary calls, and um, yeah, they just dropped a, a whole project for themselves, and uh, it's got plenty of upcoming uh, UK jazz artists, and it's um, very solid. Uh, Red Veil playing with fire. Um, one of the best upcoming rap deuces, dual frets, just really has all the talent in the world. Um, he recently uh, was on a, the Danny Brown show and uh, Danny Brown was just showering praise on him and rightly so. And uh, they were chopping up and that was a really good episode. Uh, shout out to Danny Brown on that one. Uh, Del Nelson, Charlotte's Unfortunate Death, um, you know, just top tier lyricism, um, just always on the come up on that front. 
Alpha Mist Variables, uh, one of the best jazz musicians in the UK, uh, dropping, a, dropping another banger, another banger on that front. Aaron Taylor, Have a Nice Day, uh, Solid EP, one of the best UK R&B artists uh, in my eyes um, in the world, not even just UK, but he's, he, he's just, I don't know how he just does it, he brings this he brings this soulfulness and it just feels so authentic. It really is just one of the most authentic uh, voices you'll ever hear and artists you'll ever spin. Adrian Young, uh, Ali Shaheen Mohammed, and Lonnie Liston Smith with the JID uh, 1017. Um, Lonnie Liston Smith's obviously a legend. If you, you know, uh, frequent in just uh, uh, jazz circles, but also in, you know, hip hop circles, he's regularly uh, sampled in many uh, hip hop legendary track. And uh, that project is just <laughs> super solid. Uh, Nine's Crop Circle 2, um, out of jail and just dropping heat, as uh, as we expect, uh, no less. Uh, Deacon, friend of Ivy Deacon, uh, what's the music thing saying? A uh, quick, really quick, uh, just um, freestyle pack. Um, and uh, really just shows um, how good he is uh, lyrically. Uh, he just, just a couple of freestyles and they're heat. They just, they're, they bang. Uh, Jones, Magic in My Hand, uh, one of my favourite uh, just uh, singer-songwriters in the UK. Razor Blades with Darren, T- aforementioned Darren Taylor, is one of my favourite tracks this year. Jay Flames, Made in London. Uh, I said it before and I'll say it again. My, well, probably my favourite Jay Flames album out of the bunch that he's done over the years. And he's done a lot of experimentation over the years. And I really respect it, um, how he's gone about it. And uh, yeah, he really found a good one with this one. Um, I'm going to try and see Amethyst, who's featured on that album. I'm going to try and see her. Uh, she's part of a uh, uh, Global Souls Showcase, I think it's called, uh, somewhere in somewhere in London in a month or so. So I'm going to try and give that uh, try and give that a look and see her in person. Um, MC8 Lessons 2. Um, only just because MC8 uh, and the amount of gear uh, he puts in there. Uh, but, you know, for, for an album, as long as it, uh, as long as that, um kept my attention so <laughs> that's a dub that's a dub in my eyes uh madison mcferrin i hope you f- can forgive me um that was a really solid project from a couple of weeks ago um very just uh covers a lot of bases um and uh you know similar to the likes of arlo parks and george you can't really put a excuse me put a put yeah, a particular genre on her you can't label her as anything um because she just um she she does so much. She you know she does the singy sing, singy singy sing stuff, but she also does some smooth uh, smoother stuff and uh, some more uh, some more poppy elements um, and everything in between. It's just really really good. Uh, Apex Zero Drummer Warrior Storyteller Part Two, um, just hardcore fucking uh, bars. Uh, but even with this one, uh, much more. Uh, much less, um, I guess, uh, hardcore compared to the f- part one. Um, but he comes through with a lot of speed, a lot of energy throughout his, uh, throughout his uh, projects. And uh, this is no different. Uh, Kai Ribena, um Boston is still, I mean, I said this the other week, last week, but it still still hits. Uh, just spin that track and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Definitely one of my songs in the year. Monoleo, Where the Flowers Don't Die. Uh, Tyre, Still Wonders. Um, and for this week, uh, I'll probably shout out just uh, again. Uh, obviously, Freddy Five E Echoes as well. Um, but yeah, man, it's just been it's a lot of just um, a lot of variety, of course. You know, what I mean, that's kind of what. Uh, and I'm glad. Uh, and that's why I was, that's why I keep that's why I always enjoy when I do this when we do this 
because um you know obviously you have plenty more that you could have mentioned especially outside of hip-hop i'm sure there's plenty outside of hip-hop that you kind of mentioned but um you know for me personally i feel that um while hip-hop is just a center for me um that that center extends out or extends out into other things and it's obviously very easy to to you know pinpoint what those are you know the likes of jazz the likes of r&b etc etc um but just having these uh just having these projects that um that kind of mesh together in some ways and the fact that i can have you know a harpist in brandy younger have pete rock on a record is so impressive to me and that's the shit i love the most is just when those when those worlds collide especially um but yeah man i'm just i don't know i'm just a waxing lyrical about my music taste so so don't, don't mind me i'm special i'm different um but yeah uh i would ask what you what you're looking forward to but obviously it's utopia um what else is there um there's nothing i mean nothing else rap tv that's, just all, that's posted, what we're waiting for rap tv just posted hot take utopia will be album of the year fuck off like you can't you can't have a, a hot take you can't have a prediction that's a hot take it doesn't it doesn't make sense like it's just stupid like especially utopia who knows i don't know i'm not i don't know I, look i don't even know what's coming out this year i'm not I, it's been a long time since i anticipated albums i i don't even think i anticipated kendrick's album that much i was like cool i'm 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 gonna listen to it but i wasn't sitting there like i can't wait to hear it back in the day i would have just been sweating on my favorite artists to drop music but nowadays i don't know man it just don't bother me that much I, I i guess because i'm doing this the playlist every week in the graphic and i just know because the reason i want to hear from my favorite artists because my favorite artists i want to hear music i enjoy i know now that i'm going to hear music i enjoy every single week i don't need to worry about that i don't feel like you know i don't feel like oh man if jay-z doesn't drop I don't know what I'm going to listen to. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm always excited to hear new music. So I don't even really care that much about Utopia. Um, I loved Astro World. Don't get me wrong. I think every Travis Scott album is a classic. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But yeah. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll say I'll say a couple, right? Um, obviously, No Name. Um, yes. Very, very no, that's much, a good point. Very much. That's fair. I, very I, much I looking forward to seeing what she's got there. Uh, rap, but, rap's dropping yeah, surely, I mean, uh, right? I think I read that she was who? dropping this year. Rhapsody. Uh, well, pff, hope fucking hope so. I mean, she keeps um, she keeps sharing people begging. I know. Um, so I'm assuming she's close. Otherwise, she's just yeah. teasing yeah, people. She's being unfair. Um, she's just sitting at home on the couch doing literally nothing. Like lol, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's coming!" No, not for another imagine, three or four years, imagine. guys. Just just oh, relax. Oh, oh man. But yeah, no, I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to those two specifically. Um, yeah, don't really have anything else in mind. Maybe, maybe the Ghost Killer record if there is one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, 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 it's same as you. I don't really, um, unless someone announces it like you know a year before or whatever, then I don't really uh, circle it on the calendar or anything. Um, but you know, the, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some good stuff coming out throughout the year. Um, some that I'm, why are you not a currency record? It's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been a couple of hours uh, for that. Um, <laughs> a couple of hours. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I'm sure there'll be some good stuff. I'm sure because because believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll nail it home. There's always stuff to listen to. You just have to go and find it. There right? is. So yeah, 
Very on that note, crazy. on that note, yeah. I found a little album. I, I I gave a spin last night. It's it's called Jackman by Jack Harlow. Oh, fuck. Now oh, you wanted to leave this till last. Oh, right, I mean, cool. this is Fine, the, this is the showstopper. This is the crescendo. Have you never seen yeah. a musical before? Come on, bring bring us home. You've got to have bring the ensemble home, for the final the final track, bro. And this is the ensemble. <laughs> so. A lot of people have been telling this me... This is the scenario remix. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people have been telling me, listen to this Jack Harlow album. And I hadn't, because I don't care. I don't want to listen to Jack Harlow album. But I thought to myself, well, I, I had a creative idea. I said, I'm going to write a review before I listen to the album. And let's see how accurate it is. And I'm dead fucking... And to be fair... I, I, I low-key forget this sometimes, but Ben used to write reviews. I did. He be, I did read He used to, to be reviews. just the review guy that just wrote reviews. I just used to write reviews. and they were, this is, this is, He's getting back in the... He's dusting off the bag. I'm in right? the, I'm in the bag. So I thought I'd write it and see how accurate it is, okay? So here's my review before I listen to the album. Super cringy bars about being rich, sleeping with a lot of women, being successful despite the odds, God-awful punchlines which vastly overestimate Despite Jack's rapping ability. A total lack of self-awareness as to why his previous album didn't gain him the lyrical respect he somehow still believes he deserves. The beats are more stripped back, a little more boom-bappy and a little more trap-focused. Think Drake's If You're Reading This Is Too Late with any, without any of the hard-edged flows, inventive bragging, uh, cold lyricism. Okay. In fact, think Drake's If You're Reading This Is Too Late if it were made for High School Musical. That's exactly what this album is going to be. This is what I'm thinking before. Basically, it's the embodiment okay. of the cover art. A pasty white guy who left their gated community, drove around for a few <laughs> hours until they found a random alley they'd never seen before with a few trash cans, hopped out and flexed their two-week newbie gains, fed through four different Instagram filters. I wouldn't even be surprised if he photoshopped himself into that picture. And... I, I, I don't understand why anyone would want to listen to Jack Harlow. There are 50,000 rappers doing it better. The only reason I'm even talking about it is because some A&R at some major label saw his curls, shoved a marketing budget so gargantuan down our throats, it's impossible not to know who Jack Harlow is. No matter how hard we pretend that we don't, we can't not know who Jack Harlow is. Anyway, that was what I wrote before I listened to the album. Okay, I put the album on. Longest 24 minutes of my life thus far. If This is what I wrote. So this is a real review, okay? If you gave J. Cole a lobotomy and asked him to re-record his debut mixtape, you'd get Jackman. The beats are a weird mix between modern pop rap of 2007 and modern pop rap of 2020. It's just neither of which is appealing in any shape or form. It is just unappealing. Jack Harlow is... More intolerable than his last album because he's actually, I, th I think he's trying on this album. I hope he isn't, but I feel like he is actually trying on this album. The useless, like, cringy bars about women, they still exist, but they're just diluted by attempts to create more conceptual songs, like the song Gang, Gang, Gang. Now, the concept for this song is valid. I mean, he's talking about where the line is in a friendship or a connection or with a family member. Like, what could they do that would end that connection and how guilty do you feel how do you make that decision you know if your friend does something that contravenes your value system what do you do do you call them on it do you cut them off completely do you deny it even happened but the two examples he used here there's no nuance or moral ambiguity there's no quandary or crisis of conscience the things that his not even friends people he used to know did 
They're just like straight up the worst crimes you could ever commit. So like, yes, of course you would cut your friends off if they did those things. Like, I don't understand. Jack Harlow trying to tackle a concept song is like hacking through your own leg with a butter knife. It is just painful and very messy. It does not work. And look, this is the worst album I've heard all year because there's no redeeming quality to this. I have no idea why... Two years in a row. Why would you choose to listen to this over the literal hundreds of albums released in 2023 and the millions in human history? A decent amount of people insist that I listen to this because it wasn't as bad as his last album, genuinely. And that's like saying, I'm going to chop my ring finger off because it's better than being burned alive. You're not going to do it. Why the frick would you do that? Like... Someone said to me today, yeah, but it, it, it's not that bad. It, it could be worse. And I said, yes, eating chalk could be worse. But that doesn't mean I have to listen to a Jack Harlow album just because if I ate chalk, I'd feel worse. Like, what are you trying to get me to do? I, and look, I appreciate you for telling me to listen to this album. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't for me, this one. Not for me. Was it for you? Try again next time. Uh, is that two years in a row now these had the worst albums? Well, they're the only two Jack Harlow albums I've ever listened to, and they just happen to be the worst two albums I'd heard that year. And as you can see from this pod, we do listen to a lot of albums. It's not like I listen to Jack Harlow album and the Shane Noir album, and those are the two albums, and I'm like, well, Jack Harlow album's the worst album of the year because I've only heard two albums, and it's the worst of them. I've probably heard... 100, 120 albums this year, and it, it, I don't think anything's going to be worse than this. And again, it's my, I don't like Jack Harlow. I just don't like him that much. I don't like, I don't like the, I just, his energy and his personality and the way he says things and this like self entitledness. I just, it doesn't, not for me, not for me, guys, not for yeah. me. Yeah. That's, 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 Emma, it's, it's interesting thinking that because. Uh, or saying that because I was just like, I was just thinking in my head, I'm just like, okay, we listen to a lot of albums and we can glean from the quality of the stuff that we've just, you know, spent fucking half, excuse me, half an hour listing off, right? To know that this is boo-boo, right? Uh, And I'm wondering for you guys, how many albums do you listen to? Like new albums, do you listen to per week, like on average or a month, right? Because if if this is it, if you're just listening to Jack Harlow and let's just say Moneybag Yo, for example, right? Uh, then yeah, right? It's gonna it's gonna be like okay, this is a step below, but it's decent. Yada, yeah, the other, right? Or if you listen to the other Jack Harlow projects and you're like, oh, this is back to form, back to form. Then yeah, of course you're gonna say that, but then you branch out. And then you listen to you more and the more more varied works and you realise that there's a reason I don't fucking listen to it because I don't yeah. care. Because <laughs> you lot I don't listen to as much as I listen yeah. to. With well, here respect, we go, Charlie. I'm sorry, with respect. Don't speak on it. I'm getting snobby. Speak on it. I'm getting speak snobby. Speak on it. Let me, let me get let me, let me take my jacket off. Let, let me get snobby. <laughs> Charlie's taking snobby, his shirt off right? on camera I'm right sorry. now. He's flexing on you. <laughs> Ooh, like, I'm listening to more than you lot. I'm sorry. Like on average, I'm listening to more than you lot, and I know. And it's and another thing. I know my taste. I know what I like. If you lot like Jack Harlow, by all means, like yeah, Jack Harlow. Like him. I just know. I've seen this story before. I've seen it. I've I've read this book. 
I've uh, I've been down this road. I've been to this uh, event. I've gotten the T-shirt. All right, I get it. It's it's fine if you want to like him. It's fine if you want to consider him uh, as as uh, correctly hyped, <laughs> right or whatever, um, or God forbid, under under underrated, in, unappreciated um, in his own time. Underrated. They'll get it. But not until 2050. Right? You, you, you are entitled to your opinion on what, whether you like Jack Harlow. But I've said this before to my personal taste, and this is me, okay? This is not Ben, because he can't do this. I mean, he can, but he, there's different reasons. I ain't listening to the popular white dude. It's not happening. Because I know you lot, bruv, Elvis. Need I say oh, more? People will, people like, will need defend I fucking him. Say more. I'd rinse him. People like nah, nah. Quick it's story. Elvis. I'm like, come on. Quick, quick story. Quick story. Quick story. Quick story. So I came home the other night, and uh, my mum was watching uh, a film uh, with Elvis in it. I forget what it's called, right? And uh, it's pretty run of the mill. It's like Elvis is just there to be, you know, the lead, but he's also going to do a couple of tunes. I know my hound dog. That's what we hit. That's what we're here for. We're here to look deep. Right. And and my mum said, and I I said like uh, I, I don't know. I said something snarky, right? And she was like, "You should have listened to the music before Elvis." No, I'm just like oh, no. I'm like, mum, do you think he invented rock and roll? <laughs> like, I didn't want to have that conversation with her, but I was like, mum, did you hear yourself just then? Like, I'm, I don't want to have this conversation, but I'm just saying, I, I just left it there. I was just like, mm, don't, let's, no, all right, mum, all right, cool. All right, if you want to say that. But I'm just saying, when you listen to other shit, you realise that the most popular white dude on the charts is a bit mid at best, okay? I'm just saying, there's a few that uh, actually warrant the popularity, right? I can't think of any off the top of my head, and I'm not being rude. Probably just being, vanilla uh, ice, you know, really. Just glib. For, I'm, not, I'm not being dickish for the sake of being dickish on that front. Marky I genuinely Mark. can't think of any at the moment. Feel free Back to throw Mark some Mark Wahlberg was Marky uh, Mark. Who? This is how we used to make the party start. And then another one. Yeah, fine. The first 10 years of Eminem. Let's just say that, right? Let's yeah, just be basic okay. with it, right? The first 10 years of Eminem. Um, warranted. Warranted hype. Um, and also because, you know, white America was so shit scared of him. Um, but that's neither, that's that's part of a book somewhere. Um, but yeah, Jack Harlow, H. H. All of these fuckers. Right. They are here. I'm sorry. They are here. Okay. They are here. Because you know. You know why they're here. Say it, Charlie. And once you stop and, and once you actually, you know, discover some decent shit outside of your own purview, you realize that they are overhyped as shit. They're that it is what it is, because that is the societies societies. We live in in the quote unquote Western world. I will not elucidate further. You get what I mean, and if you don't, feel free to DM me, and I will drop you a quick 120 second voice message on white on whiteness. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Mac Miller's in there. Mac Miller's Mac Miller was it warranted. was at the top. There he you went, go. Great fucking shout. He went shout. number one, warranted. and you know he went in a different warranted. direction, and that's something you know. Warranted. 
Okay, you there you one. go. There are ones that are warranted. I'm not saying there are white eyes that are, that uh, none of them are warranted the popularity they get. The likes of Mac Miller, the first ten years of Eminem, they're all warranted. Okay, LP, of course. Bobby Caldwell, if you want to reference the R&B world, right? Shit like that. It it's it's fine. There are, but the likes of Elvis, the likes of Jack Harlow, the likes of H, Rolling it, Stones, it, Led it, Zeppelin. A, a, you know, no, these are no's. I mean, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you those. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna wade in. But those you know words. what I'm saying? That's, I'm that's saying your, it's the same. Your, that's your side. I'm of saying the it's po- the same, same. Yeah, bro. It's, people yeah, say, people, people yeah, say, yeah. oh, it's Led Zeppelin or it's Rolling Stones. You know, they, they're at the gen. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. There were people before them that they, and then they popularized that sound yeah. because they look like they look yeah. like. It, I don't understand how people don't get yeah. that as a concept. It's, it's not that unsurprising is it like yeah maybe people just don't want that taken away from them like you know if you grew up on led zeppelin you're like or rolling stones you're like well i don't or elvis even i don't want that taken away from me because i always thought that they were pioneers and now you're telling me they're not pioneers and i'm not comfortable with that because it kind of changes my view of that person I, i don't know maybe that's why people don't like it as much the elvis thing i never understood like i thought it was just I thought, it, I mean, even Eminem says it. Like, I thought it was so obvious that it was just ubiquitous that Eminem could say it in, like, one of the biggest pop rap songs of all time. And everyone's just like, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has kind of dipped into a whole conversation about white people. But I want to finish on this. And it's a quote from this book I've been reading so far. Um, it's uh, by William Opsky uh, Wimsat. And it's called Bomb the Suburbs, right? And there's a chapter literally called Wiggers. Um, and it's great because. In the beginning, he kind of like gets these, uh, kind of gets these opinions on uh, hip hop from these, you know, from young white kids, right? And uh, just y- y- the white kid youth, right? And there's this, there's this bit where it just sounds so, it's so great. Um, so he gets words from uh, where is it? Uh, Br- Brian and Laramie, um, and uh, they, they, it goes on for like a page or so, um, but uh, it, get, it gets into this because because. They're into, get this, they're into the likes of Public Enemy, X-Clan, Cypress Hill. Okay. But, it gets, but when you get, and you know, if it, when you start there, it's like, okay, they get it, right? They're, 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 they're seeing something in the consciousness, right? But then you get down to this, right? Brian and Laramie attend, attend a 50-50 public school, but haven't been to a rap concert because, quote, at concerts, they beat up white people. How do you know that? We just know, dot, 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 we've heard. What if rap fades out and something else comes in? We'll probably stop listening to it, they reply in unison. Fucking outstanding. Out-fucking-standing. It's great. It's it's so great. It's so fucking great. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying all white people do this, right? I'm sure there's white people in good faith that listen to hip-hop and they get the vibes. They get, they listen to this show and they understand where, where we're coming from on this, right? But I'm just saying, there's a lot of fair weather fuckers out here, okay? A lot of fair weather fuckers, and that's the problem with this. It's the problem with what we were talking about when it comes to Hip Hop 50. Everyone's gotten so fucking fair weather, they don't actually, they aren't actually about it anymore, and they just, you know, they've taken their riches from it, and then they just do whatever the fuck they like and don't actually pay it forward or any of that kind of stuff. And it just makes it disappointing, right? Going back to that, but you know, making going back to this point there are fans that just fuck with jack harlow and that's it and it makes no fucking sense to me <laughs> so when you got when when i hear someone 
in the in the ilk of Jack Harlow, of the ilk of H, my eyebrows immediately go up. Okay? Because I'm wondering, are you lot doing this in good faith? Are you lot pumping this these these guys' stocks up in good faith? I don't think you are. Uh, and that's 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 how my that's how I roll on that front because it just doesn't feel authentic to me of, of how people pump these people up and it's <laughs> good for good on you for even trying giving it a listen because people ask you to if people ask me to listen to it, I'm just gonna go I'm sorry I'm just, I probably won't because of the I'll, I'll I'll refer them I'll give them a link to this episode and they'll completely get it. Well, I'm glad you went in. Get it because. I mean, we've literally been talking for ni- we've literally been talking for over ninety minutes. I mean, if you don't get it by now, I'm so like, glad please, you went in a little bit harder than I did because you know me, I get paranoid. Oh, I'm like, oh no, the people I are going to come for me. All the Jack Harlow, and then Charlie just buried him sixty feet deep, and I'm like, okay, I'm cool. They could come for Charlie, not me. <laughs> I fucking spirit bomb that fucker, man. All right, we'll leave it there, ladies and gentlemen. From the five EPN, uh, which I'm trying to get into the habit of saying now. Uh, this has been Digging Digits. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I have been Charlie Taylor, the undertaker of Jack Harlow. I've been uh, Ben Carter, who teed Charlie up to undertake Jack Harlow. Oh, gosh. Uh, we hope you all have a good week. Uh, we should always try and do the same, but until the next time, take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. Peace. Digging in Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for the show is Peace and Video Games by Bonus Points. That's the chill music for the ability to use. Social through Phenomen, here brought by Numbers, Bonus Points sounds your music will be in the full show as well as names of projects reviewed if you're listening. This has been a 5 EPM production. Thanks for spending time with us. We'll see you next time. Digging in the Digits.